the Bible says, Verse 16 and 17. I will there. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. This morning, I will be preaching on the subject, use your faith. Use your faith. Father, thank you so much. We are so grateful for giving us this book, precious book, Holy Bible Book Divine. We treasure this book more than anything. David said, he said, I treasure your word more than my daily food. Father, I pray, O Lord, that we let your word be magnified in our service this morning. We pray that we prepare the heart of the people for your word, and at the end, all the glory and honor will be given to your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Let's have our seat. You know, faith is an essential element in our Christian life. And that is why the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. You know, faith is something that God has deposited every one of us according to the measure of faith. We all have one faith or the other. In the book of Habakkuk that we read in the Old Testament, emphasize that those who have been born twice can live using the same faith that God granted us so that we could believe God for the impossibility. Faith. Without faith, it is impossible. The Bible says, He is the rewarder of him that diligently seek God. But one thing that caught my attention that the Bible says in the book of Habakkuk is, the just shall live by his faith. Do you understand that every one of us, we have a measure of faith. We have a measure of faith that God has given to us. And that is why Jesus Christ, throughout his earthly ministry, he always reprimanded his disciples that ye of little faith, ye are without faith. If ye have faith, like the seed of mustard seed. Because every one of us, we have faith. 
And that is why it is so important that we are to use our faith. We are not to save our faith, but we are to use our faith. Jesus Christ was so concerned about the life of the disciples. It, it, it grieved him. It grieved our Lord Jesus Christ to the point that he said, when I come back to earth, shall I find faith on earth? Because people realize that they are saved by faith, but they never use that faith. They realize that you know, faith is what saved them, but they are not using the faith that God has given to them. Because at the last time, the Bible says many people will move away from the faith in God to humanistic and secularism views about God. People will begin to think about themselves. Even though they have faith, they think about themselves. In many Western countries today, more of secularism, humanism, about it is all about us. There is no one. They don't believe in the existence of God. Because let me tell you something. In other part of the world, Western world, Europe, US, most of the time they don't. They, someone, someone spell God as dog. Yeah. Instead of G O D, he said D O G. He said, "I believe in dog more than God." It's so sad that the way our nation is turning today that many Christians today, if you are not using your faith consistently, let me tell you something, you will turn to secularism view. That's all about us. It is all about me. It is all about what I can do. And we turn our face from the only true God and the only one who can help us. An acronym of use can help us focus our thoughts this morning about how we can put our faith into action that will bring productivities to the glory of God. And I use the word you. The word you as in use, I use it as use what you have. Use what you have. You know, it is important to understand that we all have something that we can use. Listen, don't tell me that, Pastor, I do not have faith. But the Bible says, God dealt with every man according to the measure of faith. That is to say, if you are in Christ, you have some faith. That is what the Bible says, the just shall live by his faith. How does God want to live your Christian life? Use what you have. God has given to you faith. God has given you the measure of faith. And God wants you to use what you have. You know, don't just sit idle and say, Pastor, I don't think I can do anything for God. I don't think God can use you. But let me tell you something this morning. God can use you because God has given you something to use. And it is high time we believers, we start doing. Or we start using what God has given to us. Moses only had a rod. When God called him to deliver the nation of Israel in the book of Exodus chapter 4, verse 26. He had a rod. And God said, what is in your hand? But he said, this is rod. And God said, you think that is rod? And I'm going to use that rod to bring out deliverance. A rod is what, what it takes to show the mighty power of God. Because every one of us, we have something that God can use. He said, Pastor, I cannot preach, I cannot talk, but there is something that God has deposited in you that you can use to the glory of God. Use 
what you have. You need to use what you have. Don't tell me that you do not have. Moses had a rod. And God used the rod to bring out the nation of Israel out of Egypt. We should use our talents and equipments already in our possession to bring glory to God. You know what pains me so much is that people will tell me that, Pastor, when I get a good job, I will. Pastor, when I get married, I will. Pastor, when I have my own children, it will be more easier for me to serve God. Oh, when I have my own house, I will. When I, I will. But there is something in you that God wants to use. You know, don't use it now. Procrastination is number one enemy of productivity. It kills. That is why use is used in the Bible. Don't wait any longer. Don't wait any longer. You need to put your faith in, into action. Use what you have. Just like the widow of Sephard, who gave a measure of grain to the prophet. So what do you have? He said, this is all what I have. It is only for my children, I mean, only for my son. And we should eat it and we die. And the prophet said, go and prepare me. And I know in our mind, he will be thinking, how are we going to survive? How are we going to live? How are we going to feed ourselves with a little? And the prophet is still asking us. Because prophet knew there is something that a woman has that she can use for the man of God and to the glory of God. You know, when asked us today, what do you have? Even though there is something in us, he said, God, nothing. I do not have anything. And God is constantly asking us, and we think we can, we, we can, we can deceive God. The Bible says, behold, God is no more. He is all-knowing God. He knows what you are trying to conceal from Him. He knows what you are trying to hide from Him. And that is why we need to surrender what we have to God and let God use what we have. Daniel used his secular position. Esther used her beauty and bravery to accomplish God's will. You know, we need to stop complaining about what you do not have and use what you have. You know, remember the story of a master calling his servant and he called them and said, and he gave one five talents. He gave one three. He gave one one. And the five talents went out and did something. With the talent and use it wisely and again more. And the one with three went and did likewise. And the one with one, he said, Ah, my master is so wicked though. He only gave me one. I know what he did, and he took it and eat it. And said, When I when he came back, I'm going to give him what belongs to him. And when the master came, and the five came, say, Hey. You've given me five, I've given another five. And God said, well done. And the one with three, he said, you've given me three, I've given another three. He said, well done. And the one with one, he came dragging it with his front face. And he looked upon his master and said, master, you are so wicked. You are so wicked. Why wouldn't you give me five when you were giving other people five? Why don't you give me 10 when you were giving other people 10? Why don't you give me 20 when you were giving other, 20, other people 20? You are so wicked. And the master looked upon that person. You don't know. I gave it, I've given it back to me. 
Or should I put it in, in a place of interest that when I come back, I will receive it with interest? Say, so you are slothful. You know what God calls you when you don't use what you have? You are a slothful servant. Many Christians today, they are slothful. We are slothful about the things of God. Even though God has given us something to you, but we say, no, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to use what God has given to me. I want him to give me more than I will use. God will look at you, you slothful. Many Christians today are so sad that we are slothful about the things of God. Even though you have the faith, the faith living a Christian life, but you are not using your faith. You don't use what you have. And you think God is going to give you more? You think God will give you more than you will use it? No, God is not going to work that way. If you don't use what you have, how are you sure that when he gives you more, you will use it? Amen? Listen, Christian, it is high time we wake up. It is high time we wake up and stand and say, listen, I don't care if other people have time, I mean, other people have 10 talents. I don't care if other people have 20 talents, but the one that God has given to me, I will use it to the glory of God. Amen? I will use it to the glory of God. Many Christians today are not willing to use what has been given to them. You are showing no caring attitude about what is important. The Bible says we should use it rather. In every opportunity that God has given you, in every place that God has placed you, you need to use your talent to the glory of God. Don't prostitute it for the devil. We have so many young people today, they are prostituting what God has given to them for the devil. For Satan... But let me tell you this morning, if God has given you something to use for his glory, use it. God hates idleness, which many are, especially in the things of God. We are idle. We do nothing. We do nothing in the things of God. We watch other people do it. But why we sleep? Number two of use. Use stands for use what you have. Number two, S. Stands for start doing it. You use what you have, you start doing it. You know, nothing happens unless we become involved. Our involvement will bring a difference. You know, we want to see revival in our community. We want to see the life of people being changed. Let me tell you something. You know, sometimes we complain about, hey, look at how these people are living their lives. Let me tell you this morning, how many times you as a believer have you taken a Bible and shown someone about Jesus Christ? It is high time we stop complaining. If you are not willing to stand up and say, I will take my Bible and show other people the way of salvation, stop complaining about the way they are living their lives. We need to start doing it. Doing something for the glory of God. You want to see revival? Are you involved in so many? You know, the priests, they participated in the miracle at Jordan when they obeyed and stepped into the river. River Jordan. Overflow. And as I was telling the story of how River Jordan dried up, and I was telling Connie, my daughter, about how the priest, in a Bible picture, it has the picture of the priest taking the Ark of the Covenant. They had to participate. 
They had to participate in the drying of the river Jordan. If they were only watching, say, ah, are you sure this river Jordan is going to dry? And they are not willing to step in. That river Jordan is not going to dry and they are not going to pass. But they had to participate. You know, we need to start doing something with your faith. You need to start doing something. You have faith. What are you doing? You have faith. What are you doing? We are going to go back to the faith chapters. And you will see all these people that the people, I mean, the Bible complimented them about their faith. Samson. He had a faith in God. And it destroyed so many wicked nations. And we talk about Deborah. We talk about so many Christians in the Bible that have faith. They were not just sitting there and saying, yes, we have faith in God. They were involved in something very big. They were involved in something. Faith is not idle. Faith will motivate you to do something for God. You know what I mean? James said? He said, you have faith. Have it to yourself. Faith that does not work is that faith. Faith that does not do something is that faith. It's a dead work. It's a dead faith. Even though it's a faith, but a faith that is not doing something is dead. Even it's a faith, but dead faith. God wants you to start doing something. Doing it now. Use what you have. Start doing it. The widow did not reap the bounty until she followed Elisha's instruction and borrowed pot from her neighbors. You know when Elisha told her, hey, go and borrow pot. He didn't say, ah, man of God, are you crazy? If she followed, she followed the instruction. She started doing it when the man of God instructed the woman, the widow. Those at the Lazarus tomb, they had to open it before they could see him resurrected. If they didn't open the tomb, Lazarus is not going to come out. But they had to open and say, just open the place. Open it up. They had to follow the instruction and do something. It is high time with the Christian we start doing something with our faith. Don't just sit and say, yes, I have faith. Let's do something. Don't just sit in the fence or sit on the fence while others are doing something for the Lord. And you are busy watching it happen. God instructs. We obey. And it performs. Amen? God instructs. What do we do? We obey. And what does he do? He performs. The Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And James put it this way, be ye the doer of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You know, sometimes people say, I believe I can do something for God. Then start doing it, why much longer? When it is possible now, start doing something with your faith. God wants us to use our faith. God wants us to expect, I mean, God wants us to start doing it. And number three, E stands for Expect it to happen. Expect it to happen. You know, I pray, I pray with expectation. I don't just pray that for praying's sake. I don't pray for as a ritual. I'm not praying as a normal way. I pray with expectation. 
That is living a life of faith. You know, I've seen, I've read so many stories of great men and men and women of God. They prayed with expectations. One of my heroes of prayer is George Muller. George Muller prayed with expectations. He prayed, and people will, people will wonder, what kind of man are you? He prayed with expectation, unlike other people. How do we pray? Or we just pray that? We pray as a normal routine now. Let's just pray. Uh, children, come. Don't believe what you are praying for. Do you expect it? You know, if you believe that, I mean, you can do something for God, you expect it to happen, you participate, and you get yourself involved and say, I believe this will happen. You know, the language that God understands is faith. That is the language of God. That is the language that God understands. That is what the Bible says. He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. What do you expect? You know, I, I was talking to a, a preacher. They were out to build a church. They started. And they landed me. The, the money was too much for them. And it that we are going to pay the money. And he prayed. And the man said, I couldn't believe it. Even until the last day, he was still telling the man, we are bringing your money. And it was up to the last day, the man said, I, I can't wait any longer. And the preacher was still telling the man, we are If you are doing something for God by faith, that is not faith. Believing God that it will happen. The Bible faith is the substance of things of for the evidence of things now what? Not seen. You are hoping that God will do it. Let's live by faith. The faith that God has given to us and live by faith. Faith is not covered up. Faith is taking God's promise as it is and do it by it. Let me tell you something. People, men and women of God that did something great for God, they have faith. They have faith in God that God was going to use them. And when they believed that God was going to use them, they were not sitting down. They did something. They start doing something with their faith. I had the road. Just mantle. But one thing Joshua had was the promise of God. And he conquered in his name. You have faith that God can use you. Why are you hiding your faith? You have faith that you can do something great for God. Why are you hiding your faith this morning? Listen, I want to challenge your hearts to cry out to God and say, Lord, just like the disciples, increase my faith. Just like the disciples, they say, Lord, can do this. It's our faith. Use your faith, start doing something, and expect great things to happen. God will bless you for what you are doing. God is not going to bless verses. He blesses hard work. You know, Elisha should have did a magic and said, Hoy, come out. But he said, go and borrow. Go and bring the water pot. Go and borrow pots. And God blessed it. 
God will never bless us. God will never bless our empty faith. God blesses the faith that is working. Listen, if we will take God by his word, I believe strongly that every one of us, we can do something great for God. But it takes faith. Do you believe that God can use you? It just, just Sometimes we look at ourselves, ah, me, who am I? Do I think that God can use me? I don't believe that God can use me. Who is, what, what's my family name? I mean, can I do, actually do something for God? I believe that we all have potential if we do not limit God in our lives. God is not going to bless empty verses. He blesses hard work. Hebrews, the fifth chapter, look at Hebrews chapter 11. Take your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11. And that is where we're going to hang. Hebrews chapter 11. Are we? Hebrews chapter 11. Let's look at verse 28 to 31. And see what the Bible says about this giant of faith. Hebrews chapter 11. The Bible faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians are sailed to do were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they were compassed about seven days. By faith, the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not. We, when she received the spies with peace. You know, all these people, you know something about their faith? Their faith was not idle. If that don't want to control us, if that don't want to shake and fall alone, by faith, they were involved in something. Let me tell you this morning, if you have faith in God, you will get in the things of God. That is what I'm telling you. By faith, these people, look at verse 32. What can I, what shall I say more? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jetha and of David also and of and Samuel and of the prophet who through faith subdued kingdoms righteousness obtained promises stopped the mouth of lions quenched the violence of fire escaped the head of Saul out of weakness were made strong was violent in fire to fly the arms of the hellions that death raised to life again Others were tortured, accepted deliverance. Look at all these people by faith, by faith, by faith. With your faith, folks. You come to church this morning, expecting God to bless you, but deep down in your heart, you by faith, the Bible says, they live righteousness. They live righteousness. Listen. God is looking for men and women of faith that will do something great for him. Don't limit the work of God in your life by your inability to do something that God wants you to do. Listen, sometimes when I read these faith chapters, I just believe that I can, I can, I can just fly. Amen? I believe that God can expect things to happen. Listen, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith is the language that God understands. You know, circumstances with fairy and changes. 
But God's formula does not change. Amen? The language that God understands is faith. How are you going to use your faith? Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. Look at what the Bible says. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 28. Now the just... Are we all there? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 28. Now the just shall live by what? By faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. This is talking about serving faith. He's not talking about the saving faith. God is not going to be pleased with you when you do not live by faith. We want God to bless us. We want God to use us. Are we living the life of faith? The Christian, it is high time we walk the talk. We should stop talking because talk is cheap. We need to start doing something with our lives. Amen? Amen. How are you going to live by faith this morning? Every hair bow. Let's stand up on our feet. Every hair bow this morning. Every hair bow. Every hair bow. Every eye closed. No one should be looking around. Every hair bow. Every eye closed this morning. No one should be looking around. You say, Pastor, the Lord has spoken to my heart this morning. I have been saving my faith. I have not been using my faith. I have put my faith in the, in, 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 under, the, under the rug. I have not been exercising my faith. I want God to help me this morning. I want God to increase my faith so that I will use what I have, I will start doing it, and I will have great expectation. Say, Pastor, please pray for me. Can I see your hands up this morning? Amen, amen, amen. Thank you for those who raise up their hands. Father, we thank you so much. We bless your name. We appreciate you. We know that we have people here with desires to place you. But the only way they can place you is by faith. We know that sometimes our heart is prone to wander because of the circumstances of life. Father, we also we pray that you will increase our faith, that you will help us, O oh Lord. Something with the faith. Help men and women here today increase our faith so that all our desires, all our hearts, all our breathing, all our goal, we focus on how we can please you. Father, we also pray for people who are struggling with their faith this morning. They are struggling in their Christian work. They are struggling in their Christian life. Father, we pray that we give them the grace so that they can do something for you, so that they can live their life to the glory of your name. Thank you, Father, for all that you've done for us. We ask all of this. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for coming this morning. Let's-